Hello and welcome to Dream Possible, where you'll hear compelling stories of people who have pursued their dreams against all odds and reason and made them possible. So what can we learn from their journey? Well, that's why we're here. We're going to find out. I'm Maria Retan. I had a dream once to become a news executive in a major market. Check. Then I had a dream to establish my own communications consultancy. Top Sales Strategies was born. And then I had a dream of creating a way to help journalists make a career change. And that became Jump Team Coaching. Dreams can change as you change. So what's your dream? Think about that as I speak with today's guest, Vanessa Gabriel, CEO and co-founder Drop Delivery, the first all-in-one delivery management solution for cannabis delivery retailers. And welcome to Dream Possible, Vanessa. Thank you, Maria, for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Oh, I'm thrilled that you're here. You know, when my um, producer, George, said I needed to talk to you, I listened because George and I have worked together since, gosh, I think 2007, 2006, something like that. And he's never steered me wrong. So I'm, <laughs> I'm thrilled to spend the next half hour with you. Um, so it's not like you're that old, by the way. So I'm going to say when you were little, what did you dream of being when you grew up? Because it's not like you're 60 years old. But did you have a dream of what you yeah, wanted to be? Yeah, I had like some of those normal things like, oh, I want to be a lawyer. And, you know, I was good at arguing and being really stubborn about certain <laughs> points. I was like, maybe I'd make a good lawyer. And then I got into playing sports and I was playing basketball. So I was like, maybe I'll be a WNBA player. Um, so I had some of those like normal things um, growing up, but that was just like whatever my interest was at the time. Um, and then I think when I was like in high school or in middle school, going into high school, I like, loved watching um, CSI. So I was like, maybe I'll be a crime scene investigator. And I still love listening to like true crime podcasts on like my commute to work, but but yeah, so those were some of like the really random things that kind of just popped into my head. But I don't think anything ever was, you know, like a true passion of mine um, at the time. You so. never knew then. You didn't have this premonition that you were going to start your own company. Like that wasn't, you weren't entrepreneurial. You weren't selling Girl Scout cookies or you didn't have a lemonade stand or any of those quintessential. No, I didn't have those things, but I was always around business growing up. So my parents... They started off in Silicon Valley and, you know, had corporate jobs and then they had dreams of their own. And luckily for me, they followed those dreams. And my dad became a serial entrepreneur and had many different businesses. And I remember helping him write payroll checks at the dinner table and, you know, visiting job sites when he had a um, development company. And so I was kind of always around business. And so that kind of put the idea into my head that okay, I want to have my own business one day and I'm going to go to college um, to study business, but I just don't know what that is going to turn out to be. And, you know, however, whenever. Um, but yeah, I just had that idea um, to have a business one day. And you made it a reality. I mean, in fact, you've made it a reality a few times over. You, you said your dad was a serial entrepreneur. I would also describe you as somewhat of a serial entrepreneur as uh, entrepreneurial as well. Uh, in fact, you started your first business when you were still in college. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. So I always, you know, loved fashion and dressing to express myself. And when I went to college, my parents were like, you know, we're going to obviously help with the tuition costs, but anything other than that, you have to figure it out. And I'm really grateful for that. So like, I was super gung ho about getting a job. I had two jobs my freshman year. Um, 
and I don't even remember what I did with my money, but I probably spent it on shopping online. Um, but yeah, and so as I was like shopping online, I was on a college student budget. Um, I stumbled across uh, like daily deal sites or flash sale sites like um, Rulala or Guilt Group or Hot Look at the time when back in, you know, 2010, 2011, that was like really big. Um, but still some of the brands just weren't my style or things were still out of my price range. But I was like, I love this concept. If there was something for college students like me, um, I think it would be amazing. So yeah, I kind of just had that idea and um, my family was super supportive and they're like, you should do it. So um, yeah, my freshman year I started a society and that's um, how I got Mark, my drop delivery co-founder involved. He was a photographer at the time. We knew each other from high school. And so, yeah, I was like, I need someone to take pictures of all the clothing inventory. So I just reached out to him and was like, do you want to like join me? And yeah, and he luckily he said yes. And then, yeah, my younger sister, Jade, who's also another drop delivery co-founder, um, she was still pretty young at the time um, in high school. And she would come and intern for us and help with photo shoots and, um, and everything. So yeah, it, it was one of the funnest times of my life being able to um, be in college, have our own warehouse, we had a photo studio, we had inventory, um, we had an office, and it was me and like, I think, five or six of um, my friends and friends of friends that ended up just joining the team. And yeah, we were traveling to the biggest fashion trade shows. Um, all before like we were 21s, we weren't even, you know, allowed to like hang out in Las Vegas. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, it was really amazing. It was like probably kind of like the, I like to think of it as kind of like the launch pad of um, my entrepreneurial journey. Yeah. You got a, t a really good taste of that. And, and in a successful one too, which isn't always the case with one's first outing, you know, sometimes those things don't go as well as yours did. Did you end up selling it? What happened with that first venture? Yeah, actually, you know, it was a great learning lesson. Um, initially, holding inventory is very costly and we learned that very quickly. And, you know, if, you don't, if you're not selling that inventory right away, then you're just sitting on it. And so eventually, I think after about two years, we decided to actually um, close the business down because um, it was just way too costly yeah. um, the business. But, you know, as sad as it was, that ended up being another launch pad for Jade and I to go on to try and start our next business, um, was which was a shoppable media um, platform. So no inventory this time, but we were still super inspired by the fashion industry and being able to shop the editorial lookbooks and videos that these fashion brands were putting out and knowing everything about that. So being able to shop what's on the model, who is the model, what's her Instagram, what's the song playing in the background, right. beautiful location. <laughs> um, I always like to um, say like Instagram only started doing shoppable technology, what, a couple of years ago? Um, you were way ahead of your yeah, time. No, we, we <laughs> great ideas, but it was just always wrong timing. So yeah, so that um, gave birth to the next idea, which was Wanderlust that Jade and I had started together and yeah, it caused our move to New York City from like a really small town in Northern California. Yeah, right. Well, and what's it like to work with your sister? You know, because I think a lot of people listening out there might think that's a great idea or they may think that's the worst idea possible. Yeah, you know, it, it's definitely it, like anything, you know, there's goods and bads to it. And I'm just really grateful at the end of the day to be able to do this um, with someone like my sister and be, you know, 
a lot of people don't even get to see their family on like a regular basis and it's given us you know a way to grow as sisters as friends and as business partners but yeah I mean we were really young when we were doing this um with Wanderlust I think I was like 21 22 and she was just 17 at the time so we were just going through our own life changes and you know that definitely um had its own challenges and and so yeah but like it at the end of the day it made our relationship so much stronger and i think we have a different respect for each other and a different appreciation for each other on like different levels because we have you know those many facets to our relationship right right so if we think about you know the dream that kind of sparked the first you know the the a society and then you had wonder you know the the wanderlust piece um is that your dream and jay came along for the ride or do you feel like that was your collective dreams that you were starting to create or or maybe you inspired her i mean like how does jade fit into the whole you know is was it your collective pursuit or was this really your brainchild your passion yeah, I think, you know, she was there for the inception of Wanderlust and she was just as much a part of it. And I think um, she saw it as a great opportunity to, you know, learn and be a part of the business in a much bigger role than what she had been with A Society. And yeah, I mean, no one forced her to do it. It definitely was her yeah. choice. And she wanted to actually go um, to fashion school in New York City mm. at the time. So it just kind of aligned with her own interests. Um, but yeah, I think one thing I really appreciate about Jade is that um, she's always been so strong in like what she wants to do. And if she doesn't want to do something, she doesn't want to do it. I love uh, that. That's yeah, great. <laughs> and I, I take inspiration from her all the time because she's so sure in who she is. And so, yeah, I think, you know, it was a collective thing and it was really amazing to see her at 17, like manage her own interns and, you know, hold her own meetings and also while going to school um, and finishing up uh, high school. So, yeah, it was really cool thing to see at the time so you were in fashion like from you know your first entrepreneurial startup and then you went to you know continue that fashion but then you did a left-hand turn right and you went yeah. into something completely different talk about green light technologies um, and what was it about really it was the cannabis world right that you kind of went into why why cannabis why did you leave fashion to go into cannabis they don't seem to be related at all yeah yeah so actually there was like a i think a one and a half to two year gap where i made a u-turn actually and i got um regular jobs i like skipped around i was just like you know it was life was really hard in new york city and I wasn't making a lot of money and I just needed to survive. And so, yeah, I just did what I had to do. I became a personal assistant to a handbag designer. I was a receptionist at a PR firm. Um, I sold products on Amazon. Um, and then eventually Mark and Jade, they were in California. And yeah, Mark was like, hey, I'm in LA. I have this great idea. He had had some success in the vape industry and had built his own apps. and. Um, yeah, and at the time I was a e-commerce um, manager for a beauty brand. And mm. so, yeah, and I was like, it was great. I was traveling to Europe. Um, I had a good salary and yeah, it was very like steady. But yeah, so Mark and Jade were in LA at the time while I was still in New York City. And yeah, Mark, you know, had contacted me and was like, I have this great idea. 
um, to build an app where, you know, you could place an order at your local dispensary. And yeah, he had some success in the vape industry at the time and building apps. And so, um, yeah, I kind of, you know, had to reassess in my life at the time and figure out if I want to stay, um, you know, as an e-commerce manager in New York City for this company I don't care about, that doesn't care about <laughs> me, um, or do I want to jump back into entrepreneurship and kind of take this chance on myself and um, my old team. And so, yeah, I quit my job in New York City, and then I've moved to California, and that really gave birth to Greenlight. Um, and so, yeah, I think it was a natural progression um, for Mark to have this idea from the vape industry um, to cannabis. And it was really exciting because um, recreational legalization was on the horizon for California um, in 2018. And so, yeah, it was just really exciting to be a part of this team again that, you know, we had worked together previously and to be building something um, together and from inception um, to putting it out into the market and have people use it and it for it to kind of like go viral. Um, and so, yeah. It was yeah, exactly. And not only did it go viral, I mean, you ended up selling the company. So, you, you know, you created something of value. So Congratulations on that. <laughs> That's exciting. Very exciting. Uh, we're going to take a quick break and when we come back, we're going to talk about that sale, what happened with that, and then what you're doing today, because there is a natural progression, I think, from green light to drop delivery. And I want everybody to, to know how that next stream got launched. So stick around more when we get back in just a Here's the truth you need to know about podcasting. The biggest problem you face right now as a future podcaster is the myth that it takes an enormous amount of time or effort to produce a high-quality professional podcast. Luckily for you, there's a solution to your problem. If you're an online marketer who really needs to grow an audience of buyers but can't do all the heavy lifting alone, then here's the solution you're looking for. Introducing the DFY Podcasting System. Here's what you get. 30 minutes of one-on-one -on -one training a weekly podcast for you or your company, distribution to almost every podcast portal, an embeddable player for your website, an ebook called How to Podcast, created for WMR.FM show hosts, and much, much more. And best of all, you'll start seeing results with the DFY podcast system within a couple of weeks. You're just one podcast away from growing brand awareness and engagement in your business. Log on to podcast.wmr.fm and sign up for a deeply discounted rate today. That's podcast.wmr.fm. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. I've 
been chatting today with Vanessa Gabriel. She's the CEO and co-founder of Drop Delivery, which is the first all-in-one delivery management solution for cannabis delivery retailers. And we've been talking about her very interesting serial entrepreneurial journey from fashion to cannabis. And right before the break, we were talking about Greenlight Technologies, which is uh, really a consumer mobile app, right, in the cannabis space, making it easier to order uh, through dispensaries. And I mean, ultimately, you and your sister and your college friend, Mark, you guys jumped into that and you decided to sell. What what sparked the decision to sell? You know, we weren't looking initially. We were just so excited about the success of the product and, you know, for that to get recognition so quickly um, from outside um, people in the industry. And, you know, at the time it was I think a great opportunity for us to kind of continue with what we love doing, which is building. We love building. Um, we love technology and we love putting out great product. And so we saw it as, okay, this is going to allow us to continue to, you know, go on to the next thing. Um, and so at the time we were always approached by um, delivery services asking, is there anything for us? Is there anything for us? Since we were so focused on the retail side of things. And so kind of always kind of put that idea um, in our back pocket. And so after the acquisition and we were trying to figure out what we wanted to do, we came back to the idea and it sounds so crazy now, but this was like, you know, a couple of years ago, pre-pandemic when delivery wasn't, you know, as I big know, big. again, you were ahead of the curve. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and luckily for us, it was like right place, right time. Um, but yeah, so that really gave birth um, to the idea of drop delivery. Right. I mean, I feel like you've been just a little bit ahead here, Vanessa. That's a, I'm seeing that trend here that you're a little bit ahead of the market, which has bode well, right, I think for you and that you have been kind of right idea, right time and, and allowed you to build the business up to the point where the market catches up with you. And then suddenly, bam, you know, you're ready to take that, move on to the next thing. So, um, Drop delivery. Talk about you know what you're doing with that. How how that's progressing, um, and I mean, do you see selling it too, or kind of what's your future with drop delivery? Yeah, yeah. So currently, right now, like initially coming into this, you know, we were on the retail side of things, so we had to do a bunch of research and talk to a bunch of um, license holders and figure out what was out there in the market. I mean, for us, it's always about the experience. What experiences can we make better, um, not only for the consumer, but on the business side of things. And yeah, so what we saw was that it was really fragmented as far as the software solutions out there. And so a business would need four to five different platforms at a minimum just to run their day-to-day -day operations. And so we were just like, we think we can make this better if it's an all-in-one um, and no one's ever done that because it's a crazy undertaking. It's like building five companies into one, Wow! Um, but we're just a little bit of crazy. And so, um, we did it and yeah, with launching last year in January, right. You know, when the pandemic hit, um, yeah, it's been a real whirlwind, um, because now it's like a spotlight on delivery in general for every single industry and delivery actually kept a lot of industries afloat and, you know, kept us consumers um you know going and so yeah it's been really exciting you know having a successful rate crowdfunding raise last summer being able to expand the team um yeah and to finally be in a position to you know attack new markets and um and really just grow and put 
um, all of our energy into growing um, and to, yeah, to keep up with the demand of, you know, what delivery is now. But yeah, as far as like what the future is, I think Drop has a long, long road ahead. I think it's really exciting. You know, we're really at the forefront of what delivery could be. And I think we're, you know, helping shape what it could be in the next couple of years. And um, it's exciting to, you know, think about federal legalization and, you know, some states don't even have delivery. Um, but now with the with everything that's been happening with the pandemic, um, now legislators have to think about, okay, we have to have delivery if they didn't think about it or consider it before. So yeah, I think it's a really exciting time um, for cannabis and for delivery in general. And yeah, we're excited to, you know, see where this takes us. And I think we have something really great going on here and we even have potential um, dreams of, you know, taking it to other industries. I think um, what we have is really special and can be applied um, to other other spaces too. So as I think about your journey and just, you know, the several short years that you've, you've been an entrepreneur, um, you know, is, is entrepreneurship something that you're going to continue to probably stay in? I mean, I'm sure drop delivery won't be your last, your last company, right? Uh, it doesn't sound like, because uh, it feels like your dreams are kind of, you're pursuing your dreams kind of one business at a time based on kind of what's of interest to you. Is that right? Or where the opportunity is? Yeah, yeah. I think it's, you know, where the opportunity is. My team and I, like I said, we just love building things. And I think building things of value and being able to see people actually use it and um, have it be of value in their own lives, for their own businesses, um, and even just for a, a regular cannabis consumer. Um, so I think that's like the most fulfilling part of it. And what kind of keeps us going is that, um, yeah, we know that we have these great ideas. And we know that they could be a value and it's just about building it and putting it out there for the people to use. But yeah, I think, you know, as far as what is in future or yeah, what's in the future for me, I think, yeah, it'll always revolve around having my own thing, whatever that may be. It could be different, you know, in 10, 15 years, you know, of course, or in two, I mean, it feels, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, one like passion project of mine that I've always kind of had in my brain, um, eventually that I would love to pursue is a nonprofit organization um, for underprivileged kids to have access to um, extreme sports like snowboarding and skiing and surfing. Um, I was lucky enough to like grow up snowboarding and um, that actually was one of my childhood dreams was to like be a snowboarder, but I cannot, um, I don't like competition and like competing, the pressure of like competing. Um, so yeah, that, that dream definitely like went down the drain, but um, yeah, I would just love to give children the experiences that I had because it's very expensive, very costly. And I was just very fortunate growing up to be exposed to that. But it's like one of my true loves is snowboarding and like being in the snow um, and being in the na in nature. So I would love to do that one day. One, one day. Definitely. Yeah, well, you will. I have no doubt that you will. You'll make that dream possible for our children, other children, right? To be able to snowboard or surf or do some really cool, yeah, out of the box sport. As you think about what you've learned on this journey, you know, for people listening today who are thinking about starting their own companies, um, you know, what, what would be a few words of wisdom that you'd want to share with them about what you've learned throughout the iterations of the businesses that you've started? Yeah, I think, um, you know, don't be afraid to take a chance on yourself. 
and you know to give yourself the opportunity to show up for yourself in any situation I think a lot of people are scared because you know like am I good enough can I do this you know and just trust that you'll figure it out and it'll all happen how it's supposed to happen um I think if anything in my life went a different route maybe I wouldn't be here you know, so having to trust that everything happened for a specific purpose and how it was supposed to. And I always like to say that um, every no will lead you to the right yes. I've gotten so many no's over the past 10 years. Um, I, you know, I was pitching a society at pitch events when I was like 19, 20, and I heard no after no after no. And, you know, eventually, last year I heard the right yeses and you know so um if maybe like I said if maybe I got a yes back then I wouldn't be here talking with you today um so yeah no doesn't mean the end you know it's just leading you to the right yes that really matters that's the right fit for you um and yeah and just dream big like we my team and I would not be here if we didn't dream big and have these crazy ideas and then going back to my first point you know take a chance on yourself give yourself the opportunity to create it to show up and um push the boundaries of what you think you can accomplish um so yeah and just because it's never been done before doesn't mean you can't do it right because I mean clearly you're an example of that you've created a couple of several businesses now where it hadn't been done before and now it's commonplace right to see shopping Instagram for example so Mm Um, if you can conceive it, you know, sometimes you can achieve it. So yeah, I appreciate those great words of wisdom. Vanessa, congratulations on all your huge success with drop delivery and still being able to work with Jade and Mark, uh, and you know, having, still being able to keep that relationship, a good relationship. I know that can be challenging too, when you're trying to run a business. So yeah, that's exciting. Um, so how can people learn more about drop delivery and if they want your service, like what, how do they use it? Yeah. Yeah. So you can find us at dropdelivery.com and yeah, mention the dream possible podcast and we can, you know, work out some sort of discount um, for anyone that's interested if they're in the cannabis space, but yeah. And I can also be reached at Vanessa dropdelivery.com. Um, follow us on Instagram at the drop.app. Um, yeah. I would love to hear from anyone. That's awesome. Well, thanks for being on dream possible. I really appreciate it and congratulations Thank and best of luck to you. And thanks to my producer, George, uh, for another great show. And thank you for joining me today. Until next time, continue pursuing your dreams. Thank Thank you. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.